Hello, I'm Dr. Beverly Wright, Executive Director of the Business Analytics Center at Georgia Tech. This is the Analytics Buzz, a podcast about trends, tools, techniques, and talent related to data science and analytics. Our podcast uses an interview format with industry and academic leaders and is intended for analytics-interested business professionals from the U.S. and beyond. Thank you again for listening to the Analytics Buzz. With us today, we have Dr. John Stasco, and we're talking about the application of data visualization techniques. How are you doing, Dr. Stasco? I'm doing good. How are you, Beverly? Great. Thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure. So I see here that you have been at Georgia Tech since 1989. It's been a while. It's been a while. You must like it here. Yes, I do. Good grief. Um, You're also a senior member of the ACM and IEEE, and you were named an ACM Distinguished Scientist in 2011. That is some fancy stuff. That's okay. (laughs) But what I like the most is your 2012 IEEE VGTC Visualization Technical Achievement Award. Yes. Tell me about that. Uh, that's that's an award in the uh, visualization research community for an outstanding piece of work. Uh, I got it partly in in light of my jigsaw visual analytics system that oh. helps analyze text and documents. Very cool. You call it jigsaw? Yeah, it's jigsaw. Helps to put the pieces together. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can see why you call it jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, anything else you want to tell us about why you're so cool? Uh, not right now. Maybe no. you should have invited your students. Yeah, they could yeah, talk about. That, you they'll know, do a better job. What a great guy uh-huh. you are, and how smart and all mm-hmm. that. So, um, what is data visualization? You hear firms talk about it all mm-hmm. the time, like, "Oh, we have our data wrangled, and now what do we do with it? How do we make sense of it? How do we see what our KPIs look like?" So, what would you say is data visualization? So, so data visualization is building imagery, pictures, views, representing that data so that people can understand it better, gain insights, uh, take, take away knowledge from it. That's the real key. The, the key is to learn something from it. So we're just putting it into a manageable form, very much following the old cliche, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words. Gotcha. You know, um, we had an executive education course in the last couple of days this week. It's been a, it's been a super busy week at the Business Analytics Center. And one of the things that some of the participants were saying is that they want to they want to know what their KPIs look like, and they kept using the term like, "What does this look like? How do I know when there's a red flag?" Is that kind of what visualization is about? Is being able to see, here's what our you know forecast looks like, or here's what our sales look like. I, I think at some level, yes. It's uh, I think people have natural kind of visual representations in mind, right? They always get to say, I see what you're saying. Well, yes. you can't see what I'm saying, right. but, but we know what that means. And uh, visualizations often help give the big picture. So, so we talk about very effective visualizations, both give you an overview of your data, kind of a general understanding, but then they also allow you to drill into the details all the way down to the individual data point when you need to know that as well. Yeah. So the days of the executive looking at a spreadsheet and going like, oh, hey, sales look like they're down or, you know, this KPI, um, our customers are not as happy with us or we're seeing this division is failing. They're not having to look at spreadsheets and numbers as much as 
focusing on the images? Yeah, so so the visuals, I think, do a little bit better job at conveying things like trends, outliers, looking for certain patterns that emerge uh, to give you intuition about what's really going on. Whereas if you just stare at a big box full of numbers, that that kind of gut sense of what's going on with the data may not emerge as well. Gotcha. Plus, they're prettier, aren't they? Uh, yeah, but we, we, we're careful. I yeah. mean, we, we love our visuals to, to look good, but, you know, if the simplest bar chart or line chart gives That's you that trick. insight you need, gotcha. it's, it'll get the job done. Do you think the, the, the polish and gloss um, in any way would take away from the, the sustenance of the substance of what's really it, in there? It, it can. That's actually really? a really interesting question huh. in my research community that we're kind of grappling with these days. I see some of these 3D shiny you know, bar things that I honestly think in some ways do kind of hide what's going on a little right. bit. Right. Uh, but th- there's also, but, but there's a sense of, of strong design and strong aesthetics mm-hmm. that I think can actually enhance the message oh. and, and help the, the, you know, the underlying data's points really come out. So yeah. it's, a, it's a subtle question. It's a, it's a very interesting question. Yeah, because um, back in the day, uh, I was working with this nonprofit, and they were developing a commercial. And I don't know if you know this, but nonprofits have to make their commercials look not too shiny. They have to because if it looks, if it yeah. comes out and it looks like some kind of uh, Coke commercial, uh, then it actually gives them more of a you know negative image because you're a nonprofit. What are you doing with the money to develop yes. a Coke mm-hmm. looking commercial? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of wondered if visualization was that way in that if it's too shiny and too pretty, there's so much of an awe factor that it could potentially take away from what's really going on in the actual data. I think there's there's a, there's a subtle boundary, and mm-hmm. I think there's some that I've seen where – there's there's a bit of gloss added on, and I look at it and I say that really adds nothing to the message. Take it but, off. But, I got but, you. But then I've seen others that just you know there's there's kind of a drab presentation. There's others that are just so visually engaging, appealing, and you know engagement is a big part. There's there's this communication of data, knowledge, and insight, but engagement is a very uh, important factor as well. Uh, that's really really important, and I think. Uh, attractive aesthetic visuals can can foster that type of engagement. Right. So you don't want to dilute the content by too much of a wow factor, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you need to kind of Goldilocks your way into not too much, not too little, yeah. kind mm-hmm. of a just right. Awesome. Well, one thing that is for sure is that um, people are crazy about their tools. So mm-hmm. I, I've noticed like... Um, In my class, even, I teach the big data analytics and business course and the business analytics practicum, especially some of the evening MBA students, they they are already working jobs and Mm -hmm. many of them are already Mm -hmm. in analytics and they have like this passion about their tool. They're very, you know, team oriented. Mm -hmm. Can you speak a little about some of the tools that are available and where is this, you know, (laughs) loyalty coming from? Sure, sure. So uh, there's a there's a whole ecosystem. There's kind of a you know a big blend of different kinds of tools that can produce data visualizations. Starting maybe at the one end, the kind of utmost practical. So things like Excel are getting more and more data visualization built into them, and it's it's getting better and and a little more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. I still see a little too much of the shiny 3D bar chart there in Excel, but but it's getting better. Then you can move into, I know that many of the BA, BI, 
tools suites are, are adding a little bit more visualization. Mm-hmm. But there are some companies who I think uh, – Visualization is a key part of their mission, and probably the best known one right now is Tableau. Tableau software has a really nice system. Other other ones like ClickView, based out of Europe, and Spotfire are well-known uh, commercial analytics tools that have extremely st- strong visual components. When it then comes and now in most of those tools the the visualizations are already built you you upload some data mm-hmm. and they do a very good job at suggesting which visualizations are appropriate for that kind of data mm-hmm. but there's st- still some situations where you want to build a custom visualization the data may be unique enough or something like that and that's the kind of thing that that we do here at tech in in our courses and research and for things like that, a lot of the visualization has moved to the web. Mm-hmm. So tools like uh, D3, there's a library called D3 that's being being used an awful lot these days uh, with JavaScript and jQuery and on and on. Basically, the, the web stack of analytics tools, uh, D3 kind of sits often at the top of that pyramid producing the end visual. Gotcha. So these um, these these tools like Tableau and Click Click View and uh-huh. Spotfire and mm-hmm. I didn't hear you mention it, but I guess Birch falls in that group too, right? Do they they sort of give you a starting point and the recommendation? Do you think um, do you think without that it's more challenging, or does that limit people to have that starting point? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think it's limiting. I I think that. What's interesting is that the visuals they suggest, mm-hmm. given the data you have, are based on a lot of research and a lot of work has gone into it. And and that that level of suggestion of a visual is not an easy thing, but it's matured a lot over the last, gosh, 25, 30 years. So, so they're really quite good. But they also, most of those tools do give you a choice. Mm-hmm. You have alternatives and you can customize when you want. So I, I think they do a, a nice, flexible job of that. Awesome. Well, that brings us to the um, the question about the skill set. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, what is the ideal analyst for managing these sorts of tools? Uh, it, it's a... Uh, it's a complex set of skills that are required, needed, and I think it's it's hard to find in what one person in many yeah. ways. So clearly, uh, having basic data analytic type skills, so so being able to work well with various forms of data these days, comma separate CSV files, JSON, or databases, data stored in all kinds of of relational or non-relational databases, understanding of uh, then more analytic techniques like data mining and machine learning put onto it. And then when you get into visualization, it helps to have skills like graphic design and uh, interface design, user experience, things like that, as well as core training and visualization that we provide our students so they learn all the different techniques and what techniques are appropriate for what types of data. As I said, it's hard to find one person that in, embodies all of that. So, so many times we see teams, we see analytic teams uh, that people bring those different skills, put them together, and they collaborate, and they that can be quite effective. Huh. So, uh, subject matter expertise, mm-hmm. they would have to have the background. Um, it sounds like creativity uh, needs to be there at least to some extent. I think so. Uh, basic analytics. Skills, so not necessarily the deep divers that know how to, you know, run complex mm-hmm. modeling, but mm-hmm. at least some basic analytics. And it sounds like a data focus. Um, does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds right. I, I think 
finding people who just really enjoy kind of kicking, you know, wading through the data and uncovering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Love that. Um, good. So if you had to, if you had to kind of pro and con, or at least if you had to prioritize, where are you willing to give? What would you say is, I know that's a tough question, but what would you say is the most important skill? Wow. The most important skill for? For an analyst um, that is responsible for data visualization. Uh, I, I think a, a good critical sense of uh, visualizations and understanding of the techniques, things like color theory and so on, so that, you know, I, I don't think it's crucial for, for them to be the most creative to come up with new visualizations, new ideas, mm-hmm. but they should have a good sense of looking at, at a, maybe a few different ones that are produced right. and why one might be more effective than another. So, ah, gotcha. so I, think, I think that kind of critical sense of the visualization design and techniques is crucial. Okay. One more question or point on mm-hmm. the analyst, and then I promise we'll quit picking on this poor guy, mm-hmm. is... Um, what are you hearing from the field as far as industry? Are, are they saying, like, we're lacking, for our data visualization or our BI people, we're lacking their this kind of skill? Are you hearing anything like that? Yeah. I, well, in, in general, I think visualization skills and people who are trained in it, it that's relatively new. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. I have a lot of companies approach who, you know, they're looking for. And the fact that we have a really strong program in it here at Georgia Tech is crucial. We, we produce a lot of students. Right. So, so I think just, just that kind of general skill is important. Uh, a lot of times the, the students who work on it, the, who come through our program, for instance, are strong technically in computer science. Mm-hmm. So they can, you know, build software and do things. But but that creative design aesthetic, ah, some of that is a is a tricky. bit more variable. Yeah, yeah some sure. students have a lot of talent there, mm-hmm. uh, and it's and others find it a bit more challenging. Because kind of like it sounds like it's a left brain right brain sort of struggle. Uh huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I bet. So um, there's a lot of talk about dashboards and um, data visualization tools. What is data visualiza- visualization not? Is it all about dashboards? And tell me what it's not. Sure. Yeah. So it, it's it's not so. So let me lump another term in with dashboards yeah. that we often hear: infographics. Ah. So produced for the web. So dashboards and infographics. Sometimes my research community looks down on those terms a little bit, but yeah. that's that's not totally fair. I, I think they are a part mm-hmm. of of da- the data visualization ecology, so to speak. But I think. Uh, they're kind of the simplified end of it. So dashboards are designed to foster awareness, and mm-hmm. I see some that are kind of overly simplified, but mm-hmm. I've also seen some really nice ones. Uh, the same goes with infographics. I see some things that are just some junky text and mm-hmm. geometric shapes thrown together, but there's also some really beautiful creative stuff that that I think gives a very strong sense of data. But what data visualization brings in beyond those things, I think a really crucial step is uh, a couple of things, multiple views of the data. So a lot of times just one graphic is never strong enough, particularly as your data gets a bit bigger with, mm-hmm. with many attributes. But a really 
key sense that we look at is interactivity. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, when I talk about visualization, I say one of its key attributes is that it it helps you form new questions about your data. By exploring it through a visual, hopefully you... You know, maybe not you're solving a bunch of problems right at the start, but now you know what to ask about the data, where the questions lurk. Brilliant. And uh, it's it's really key for the visualizations to expose those kinds of things. And interactivity can facilitate it. So a good interactive data visualization makes you feel like you're having a conversation with the data. You look at something, ooh, that's interesting. Why is that coming out? And now I change it a little. Oh, yeah, now I see this. So it's like you get immersed in this deep conversation and, and like all else goes away and you're really just understanding what's in there. Fantastic. So a good one is one that makes you curious and makes you ask mm-hmm. more questions and, mm-hmm. and see things that way. I got to tell you, I've seen some where it's it's, it lo- almost looks like a regurgitation of I can answer all these questions, and so let me throw them all together, as opposed to focusing on a specific business problem or a need. Yeah. Um, how how do you corral your students around the business problem, so to speak, as opposed to just throwing out a bunch of data? Like how it, do they it, know how to? Yeah, you know I mean? it's important. So so I do see many visualizations, particularly as we create them in an academic setting, mm-hmm. who suffer from one key fault. I was talking about they're they're a solution in search of a problem. Yes, and, and we really talk to students. You know, understand your user, yep. their data, and their task, their mm-hmm. problem, what they want to solve, and if you get a good handle on that. Figuring out what visualization will communicate that is is usually not too difficult. Right. It, it almost designs itself for you. Uh, now, what can be tricky sometimes is you meet someone who doesn't know what they want. Mm. They just have a pile of data, mm-hmm. and they believe that there are embedded insights in it, but, but they're not quite sure how to look. And I think visualizations can really be very helpful in those kinds of scenarios. The key is to come up with a lot of different views because any one particular one may not shed the light. It may not shine the light right. in, in the way that, that you need it. Gotcha. Well, that brings us to um, one of the questions that I had here, which is about the barriers. Mm-hmm. It sounds like if they don't really know what they want, you know, and, and they're kind of looking to the visualization to tell me what I need. Yes. You know, because mm-hmm. I don't even know what to mm-hmm. ask yet. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the other barriers? It sounds like that's one of them um, to get started because it does require a certain level of investment for a company. Yeah. So uh, companies may work with some of these commercial tools and they're they're non-trivial. They're, they're not just walk up and use. So there's yep. some training yep. uh, th- that requires an investment. As I said, it probably... Uh, requires having somebody on the team who has some visualization background, who's who's taken a course in it and un- understands some of those those senses, and mm-hmm. then and then it does take a little time. Visualization is not pressing a button and getting an answer. You you have to in- interact with it, engage with it, and questions will start to emerge. So those those I think I wouldn't I wouldn't call those necessarily barriers, barriers but, right, but right. I think they're they're points to consider. Yeah, well, yeah. So the training and the skills. Mm-hmm. The, you have to have some patience, and um, I think that kind of gets to expectations. Wouldn't you say that it's you're not just going to be able to open the box and just bam, it's going to mm-hmm. start working? There mm-hmm. needs to be some patience and investment. And you didn't really say it exactly, but would you? I, I sort of read between the lines that you're saying they need to have a data mindset. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. How would you, what are some recommendations that you would give to help overcome some of these barriers? Like what you probably see the companies that are just embracing data visualization. Then you see other companies that are just sort of resisting and, hey, just give me an Excel sheet because that's what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the ways that you can suggest moving that needle? Wow. It's uh, <laughs> complicated questions uh, yeah, on a Friday morning. Yeah, that is. Uh, it's a bit early here for those questions. <laughs> it's a semester break, too, and just got back from a conference. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think I do see that. I, I, do, I do see some companies that, that I think have really started to embrace it and are exploring it. I see others that are like, I'm not sure what that is. Yeah. I'm not sure how to work with it. I think uh, – it's one of those where you've got to dip your toe in the water. I, uh, I think you have to you have to give it a give it a try. And it's not the right solution for every problem either. There are some some analytic type problems where you know you can press a button and and get a reasonable approach to it. But in in situations where there's a lot of data and you really do just want to explore it where the, where the questions aren't so clear, mm-hmm. I think visualization can have a really strong application. It, it just takes a sense of, of trying, trying it out, g- giving it a go. I think that engaging someone who does have some training, so I think a mistake can be made is if you know, no one really knows that they tried out. Oh, it didn't work so great. Well, and you then, know, you, yeah. did, you didn't. You didn't give it a you fair didn't give shot. it a fair chance. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I got you. Mm-hmm. But if you have a open, aren't some of these tools open source too? Yeah, they are. They are, and and some of the tools. Uh, the, the commercial tools, even if they aren't open source, they have public versions okay. on the web that are pretty full featured yeah. that you can do quite a bit with them. Okay. And, and we use them in our classes, uh, oh. you know, to, to do quite, we do assignments, the students build things with them. So they're, they're really quite nice. So they know how to use the open source tools. Yes. Yes. Great. Uh-huh. Um, so open source tool, you find a, a person in the company that is data curious and knows mm-hmm. the business at least halfway, at least to give it a shot. Yeah. They're, and they're, <laughs> There are good, good blogs online. There are good kind of design forums that I think people who have that data curiosity often read those things, and they, they do start to gain a sense of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there is, I'm finding more and more training going on. There's, you know, national conferences and seminars as well as often local organizations. There that, seems to be like a huge well, community. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really growing. Wow. Okay. Um, so of all the things that we've mentioned, and maybe there's something new, the final question I have for you is mm-hmm. what one piece of advice would you give to an analytics professional wanting to implement more data visualization techniques? Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, it is early. Uh, <laughs> so, so one piece of advice. Yes. I, I would – someone within the company. I, I would tell them to uh, – not to – to flounder too much up front worrying about is this right is that good or whatever doesn't have to be perfect just just go with something at it. first a yeah. lot of times the the visualizations we produce they go through a rapid iterative cycle of trying something out changing it a bit you can think about it forever hoping to get the right there is no one right design there's no perfect one so is it so, like a, a recipe you know you try out this for the apple pie and it didn't quite and so yeah, you go you back change and, it a little yeah, yeah you, you see how it goes but but i think you know you, ha- you have to give things a, a try and i think a good solution will start to form it'll evolve through your analytic process awesome 
Thank you very much, uh, Dr. John Stasco, for talking to us about the application of data visualization techniques. You're welcome. My pleasure being here. Thanks again for listening to the Analytics Buzz, a podcast about trends, tools, techniques, and talent related to data science and analytics. Please connect with the Business Analytics Center at Georgia Tech via our website. And join my network on LinkedIn, Dr. Beverly Wright, Executive Director of the Business Analytics Center. Thanks again and have a great data set.